what grew out of that experience for me the most was a greater ability to be content with the doors that he opens and content with the ones he doesn't. You know, there's projects that I would love to have worked on that I wasn't given the opportunity to, you know, like anything, um, producers have a choice and sometimes there's um, other people who they feel like are a better fit for that particular project. And that's awesome. And there were many of years where I would struggle with that and uh, feel like rejected or not good enough or whatever. And honestly, one of the things that came out of that experience working on LifeMark and just that that season of refreshment was an understanding of I'm going to get the projects right. that are mine to get. And if I don't get a project, it wasn't mine. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Women in My World. I am so excited to be here today with you. And you are going to love my guest, one of the women in my world who continues to inspire, encourage, and activate me in my faith, uh, in my career, just all things uh, in life. And But before I introduce her, I want to say thank you to PureFlix for bringing this podcast to, to life through their sponsorship. And thank you for allowing us to be part of the Edify Podcast Network. Uh, we are so excited to be part of such an incredible group of uh, faith-based entertainment that is uh, streaming the airways and sharing messages of encouragement. But today, I want to introduce you to a woman that I have known for some time, Beverly Holloway. She has been a dear friend of mine for years. She is a casting director for feature films and televisions, and she has been a member for 25 years of the Casting Society of America. I, um, man, I got to meet Beverly years ago through a dear friend of ours, um, John Kirby, and she really was the first woman in my world to encourage me to follow this dream in entertainment called acting. She has been by my side for so many things. She continues uh, not only to encourage me, though, in my career, but also in my ministry, which the women in my world, and you're joining us today. But I want to welcome her to the show, and I would love for her to share with each and every one of us some of the incredible movies that she has helped to cast and bring to life. So welcome, Bev. It's so good to have you. Yay! I love being here. Love you. And uh, anytime I get to chat with you is a good day. So today is a great day. Uh, I feel the same. I feel the same <laughs> way. It is. This is going to be so much fun. And listeners, um, she is near and dear to my heart. Bev and I have uh, been friends, like I said, for a long time. And you, you're going to be so inspired by this uh, beautiful woman. And I'm just really encouraged. So thanks. Well, let's hope so. <laughs> they will be. They will be. You know, I, I, I'm so excited to talk about all the things that you um, that you've done in the industry. But at the same time, I really am excited to talk about just how you're going to um, share with us about your walk, your faith, um, how you are constantly inspired by the Lord and others that are surrounding you. But I'd love to kick us off and just talk a little bit about some of the incredible projects that you've been a part of for uh, the years, over the last several years. Yeah, I 
I, man, I've been so fortunate and I really don't, I try not to take that for granted a single day because I realize how fortunate I am to be able to do this as my living and to have done it for now. Um, we're coming up on 28 years, so um, which is pretty incredible. And, you know, I didn't start in the film industry until I had already established a completely different career, but um, I've always been involved in the arts and, you know, high school and college, and then I was producing and directing productions for like my church and for community theater, mostly like children's theater. And so that was always a love of mine, but it wasn't how I was making my living. And um, a friend of mine who's a filmmaker, um, John Schmidt, who was really one of the OG of the Christian film world, um, we went to church together and I really felt like, okay, God, I, you created in me this passion and you kind of gifted me with certain, um, you know, skills and things. And so I went to him and said, hey, I am not sure, but I think that the film world is something I could really fit into well and um, said, hey, can I just like come intern? So, you know, I was a, a 29 year old intern making $50 a week just because I felt so strongly that this could be a place to kind of meld the artistic side of me with the business side and the and then my walk with the Lord, you know, my passion for stories like that. And so that's how it all started. And um, man, that I'm grateful to him um, all the time for giving me that opportunity. And, you know, we started making films through the Billy Graham organization and then one thing led to another. And and now, I, you know, I've just had the joy of being involved in like um, the ultimate gift is one that I get a lot of comments on. That one's been out for, gosh, probably 10 years, but I still get comments on that. It plays every year. And um, of course, I can only imagine is probably the one that most people um, are familiar with. And then after that, we did a film on Jeremy Camp's story called I Still Believe. And um, gosh, I've just had the joy of working with some amazing producers and actors like yourself. Um, I got to work with Steve Barnett and Alan Powell on a film called A Week Away, which was a Netflix movie musical um, that they branded as their own content, which is pretty incredible just because of the strong faith content and that they were willing to still brand that as a Netflix original. That was um, really wonderful. And um, yeah, so I'm also involved in the series, The Chosen, which is, gosh, we watch God do miraculous things with that show constantly. It's just, um, it's just incredible kind of how it's grown and it's, it's no one but God can get the glory for that because it is not possible by, you know, any of man's steps for that to have gone where it's gone and accomplished what it's accomplishing. And so, um, yeah, we're getting ready to start casting season three. So very, very uh, exciting time and super proud to be associated with that show as well. So yeah, a few of the projects and so many more. So uh, sorry to all those producers and actors I've worked with on projects I didn't name, but I love you all. 
<laughs> well, I love it. I'm just sitting here and I'm sure that everybody's listening and they're like, oh my gosh. And they're rolling through thinking about these incredible stories that you have been part of. And I love that. Well, first of all, I have to go back and just say, I love that you actually started with a whole different career mindset before it was anything about entertainment. Um, and I love that in hearing women's stories where they share that they actually were going one direction and God brought them into a different direction into this, you know, beautiful space that we call entertainment mm -hmm. and media and then the faith world specifically. And yeah. I hear that story over and over again, even for myself, you know, I was, by the time Matt and I got married, I was already a mom and I was so ready to just have a house full of kids. And that's all that I wanted to focus on. And I had Levi and then couldn't have any more children. And as I'm serving coffee is, you know, my story goes that a producer asked me if I had ever thought about doing commercials. And so literally you just see how when God has a plan, it's his plan. Right. And I always, it, I was, he just takes it mm -hmm. and, and shifts it in, in, in us where he wants us to go. And I love that. Um, and you've just been a part of so many incredible projects. One of the things that I always love because, because of the projects that you have been associated with and, and the work that you've put in so often people would say, man, you are really successful and you really are successful in what you have done. Um, and I want to ask you though, the question of how you would define success. What does that mean to Beverly? Yeah, that is, that is such a loaded question. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's really one of the key differences I think in, living a life for God and living a life with God as your perspective versus a life without that. Because you and I both know in the entertainment industry, there is a completely and totally skewed idea of what success looks like, what beauty looks like, you know, uh, what talent looks like. It's, it's very different than God's perspective on those same issues. So I, I have to admit especially early on in my career, I would find myself feeling less than because I wasn't achieving the typical milestones that I saw some of my other colleagues and other casting professionals achieving. And sometimes that meant, you know, like working for a big studio or, or being on a uh, working on a, a series or, or something like that. And, it's, it's interesting because I had to keep, well, God had to keep reminding me that that, A, that wasn't my path at all. And B, that didn't make me less than. In fact, if anything, it made me more empowered and more, um, I don't know what the word is, but, you know, just God had created me for a unique path. And if I was walking that path, then I would have everything that I needed in order to pursue that. And so um, understanding success in the eyes of God is very different. And sometimes it we can get our mind a little skewed and we get turned around and our heads get turned by kind of what 
the world says success is, and it'll get us off track a little bit. But if we come back and understand what God's perspective of success is and value, then that is such an incredible, like grounding and exciting and um, really powerful place to be. Because in that you realize, okay, if I'm walking the path that God has designed for me, then I can trust his provision is in there too, right? And again, this is a very up and down business. And there are times where I've it's been very down financially, but I would stop and say, okay, Lord, what's going on right now? There's a lull, there's, there's a break in things. I'm struggling a little bit. Does that, are you trying to kind of lead me away from this? Am I supposed to be somewhere else? Or am I supposed to keep walking this path and keep walking through this? And I honestly have done that probably 20 times in my career at various times, if not more. And each time the answer to that would come, whether it be a new project or a conversation or uh, a prompting from him or a friend who, who would reassure me, no, I need to keep walking this path that God has not changed my path yet. And in that is his provision. And sometimes that provision looks very different. Sometimes uh, it takes a form that we didn't expect, but his provision is there, whether that be financial provision, spiritual provision, emotional provision, you know, physical provision, whatever it is, it it will be there if we're walking that path. And that's a really amazing place to be, to have that peace and to have that assurance that you're not alone and um, that you're doing something that you were meant to do, you know, that God designed you to do. And that's been understanding that my success, I'm successful when I'm walking that path, regardless of whether my credits match someone else's definition of success, that doesn't matter. What matters is, am I doing what God called me to do? You know, I, when I tell people, um, I don't often talk about being a casting director, like when I meet people, but they'll find out or in conversation, will come across that, that I am a casting director and they say, Oh, have you done anything? I know. And if they're not people of faith, chances are no, because so much of my work is in the faith and the family space. Um, and so it's funny because I know they'll ask me, so what have you done? Any, any movies I know? And in my brain, there's this tendency to feel like, no, I haven't done anything you know, like as if that's, again, kind of a less than because my credits don't match up to their expectation. But then again, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm not here to please them. I'm here to walk the path that God has given me to walk. And that's that's success. That That's what I have to keep in the forefront. That's what you know what, and that is so good. There's so many. I love how you said that was a loaded question because that was a loaded answer. Because you have so many nuggets of gold in what you just said. Um and I think we all face so many of the things that you shared with uh, you know, some seasons are different, whether you know there's a 
partner financially Mm -hmm. or whether it's work or, you know, even when we step in, do we feel, you know, I know as for me as an actress, it's always been, I'm not enough. You know, you'd walk into a room, like you're not tall Mm -hmm. enough. You're not short enough. You're not, you know, young enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not, you know, whatever it might be. And so you're, constantly in this Mm -hmm. flux of what it is that you're supposed to be. And so if you don't define yourself according to the will of God or according to how he sees you and the success within his framework, you're going to get lost in things that you are never Mm -hmm. supposed to be lost in, in the first place because you were uniquely created for a unique purpose and time for just like it says for such a time as this. And I mm-hmm. love how you, you, there was so many things yeah. in there that you said. I, I remember going to Hollywood and, and really like diving into the industry when I was 39 years old. And people said, you will never make it. Like you will never do anything. And <laughs> I just kept thinking, but that's not who my God is. Because he would not lead me astray to, to bring me to this place. And I, I believed wholeheartedly that he was doing something and you know I went to Hollywood in 2009 here we are at 2022 I mean it it is believing and walking in faith that God has a plan for your life and I think so often the world wants us to identify with what it is that the world wants us to see as success right and the last thing I would say because I I can't wait to you have to share on this but you know, we define, not only are we looking at these filtered images all day long of what we think success should look like or what beauty should look like, or we see other people's, you know, happy storyline, right. but we're trying to imagine ourselves as like, well, how come we don't have that God? You told me that you were going to provide mm-hmm. this for me. But one of the things that I heard you say that really stood out to me was, and, and I love, we're a daughter of the king, you know, so we have to identify with him. But one of the things I loved, and I would love for you to talk a little bit more about this is, especially in the culture that we live in, not only is it a filtered lifestyle, but when we meet people and they understand or start to hear about what we do, right? And they start to ask us what we do. And I'm in the same boat. I talk about the faith movies Mm -hmm. that I make and people will inevitably say to me, I don't know if you've ever had this happen. They'll inevitably say to me, well, don't you want to work in secular films or television? Or why would you want to do those cheesy faith-based movies? And and my response is always, well, first of all, God started me on holy ground. He started my career in a church coffee shop, so why wouldn't I? And He's the director of that. But do you ever yep. feel like, have you ever had people say to you that, and, and what type of experience in this, you know, faith-based world, I know there's struggles, but what are some of the encouragements that you've had when you've been casting as well? And, and would you ever want to be in any other place? You know, that, that is, it, it definitely has happened. And probably, again, more so um, earlier in my career, because, um I I came to kind of many crossroads and each time had to answer that question for myself. And I've lost jobs because my credits are too in too much in the faith world. They just 
look at my credits and assume, I don't know, assume I can't do secular projects, which is so bizarre because the process is the same. Um, and, you know, there was um, there was a period of time that I really struggled with that because, again, I was striving for the markers that the world said I should have. And a lot of that meant going into secular projects. And secular really, to me, equaled higher profile projects um, and uh, maybe more recognizable projects or with, you know, series and and networks and things like that. Um, And so I, there were times that I was encouraged by colleagues to make an effort to stop doing faith content and to redirect my focus to more secular content so that I could accomplish some of those uh, markers and some of those uh, plateaus and and um, mm-hmm. credit kinds of credits. And I never, first of all, this is where God... God, you're hysterical. Um, where God, those weren't the doors he opened for me. He would continually open doors on the path I was supposed to be in. And here I was fighting against that for a season. Like, no, I'm not going to do the door that's <laughs> wide open to me. You know, I'm going to try to go this route because that's what yeah. I'm supposed to do. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it it became so obvious that he was opening a door and designing a path. And when I would just Mm -hmm. stop fighting it, then I found that peace. And I found that, like I said, that provision. And now I will say the, all these years later, I don't want to be anywhere else. If other opportunities come and they can still align with what my values are and what I feel like my purpose is, then great. I will consider them and, you know, that would be wonderful. But I don't have, that's not my goal. Those aren't my goals anymore. I want to make stories that bring people to a greater understanding of God. I want to, to help tell stories that inspire people and encourage people that that share messages of hope and um, encouragement and unity and healing. Those I want to tell those stories. I don't know necessarily what those stories look like because it's changing all the time, but those are the stories I want to tell. And those are the stories that God's put on my heart. And whether they are in the faith genre or secular, wherever that is, I'm going to walk through the doors that God opens for me. And I'm going to stop trying to knock down doors that aren't mine to open, you know, and just kind of understand that. It took me a lot of years though to, to figure you. that it's out. Like you're either trying to shove your foot in, but the door is slamming on it, or you get your fingers stuck <laughs> in the door, or your face, you know, hit with it. because it was the same way for me for years. And, and now I tell people, especially with the faith world, when you get to work on sets where people really are about glorifying God first and foremost, telling stories of redemption, restoration, hope, provision. And really not, it's not just about the movie. It really begins with the people that are there on that 
crew and in that yep. cast because if we destroy lives on those sets and those sets are really hard to be on, you know, we work, I mean, minimum is yep. anywhere from 12 to 13. I was sharing with you earlier, my last, where I was directing this last feature, I was on 17 hours and you, you know, you're between being tired and hungry and mentally, yep. physically and spiritually exhausted. And so the, I always think about it anymore. It's like, I'm losing so much of life and being away from my family that I don't, if I'm not doing it for the glory of the Lord and I'm not a bright shining star to these people that I'm working with day in and day out, I don't want to be there. And yep. today in today's culture yep. and what we see that are either streaming on platforms or in the movie theater, you know, just as we have to know that the stuff that's coming out on those, a lot of the times the set life is just as dark and I don't want to be, I want to be a part mm -hmm. of something that really is important to glorify God. And that will ultimately, if we are storytellers, aren't we storytellers in the way to change people's lives, to, to influence them and to, to actually help them navigate something maybe they're going through or to influence culture. But those are the places that I want to be. And I think, you know, just in thinking about mm -hmm. that, how I've gone through the industry for myself and that growth that you and I are talking about brings me to another question for you because the, it really is like, we do have to grow. We have to go through these seasons and we finally see it's like the fruit of the labor. Mm -hmm. It's the fruit that God's brought us to. We see now what and where we want to be. But what has been some of your biggest challenges to date um, and how in the industry and or in life and, and how have they helped you grow mm -hmm. in your walk with the Lord, in your relationships and, and in your career? Yeah, you know, um, of course, we all go through seasons and, and various life events that um, sometimes pull us out of the bubble that can sometimes be the entertainment industry and into real life. You know, um, I used to have a, a little pin from one of the first movies I did that I got that said, relax, it's only a movie, you know, because sometimes when we're in production, we're making movies, it, it feels like life or death as far as getting things done. And, you know, there's a lot of money on the line and a lot of people have put just so much into these projects that you get so intense about them. And then something will kind of pull you out to, for a moment to kind of get you back to a different reality. And, um, you know, for me, I, I'm just going to be very transparent. Um, I, I went through a divorce. Um, it's been, uh, three, almost four years now. Um, and that rocked my world as it would anybody's world. Right. And, um, put me in a place where I just questioned everything. I didn't question God. I didn't question who God is or that God loved me, but I questioned, okay, where, what am I going to do now? My life felt very different. The day to day was completely upended as far as any sort of routine I have. And I made a physical move as well. And um, so I just, I, I was just in this place I didn't have any common understanding of, and it was all new. Everything was new. My physical environment was new, emotionally, all of that. 
And it's interesting because um, I was at Christian Worldview Film Festival with you, um, thankfully hanging out so much of the time with you. This was, um, I guess, a year and a half ago now. And I was really, I was really struggling during that time with what it was I was supposed to do. Again, like I talk about one of those things, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? That was one of my moments of, am I supposed to keep going down this path or am I supposed to go do something else? And um, I got to spend a ton of time with you at that. I guess actually it was about two years ago at that festival. And then also spent some time with Stephen Kendrick and got to chat with him a little more than I usually do. And then a few months later, Aaron Burns, who's a, a wonderful producer and works with the Kendrick brothers, um, asked me if I was interested in working with them on a project. And that was the project you and I ended up doing, um, one of their films that's coming out. And I tell you, that project was as much for me personally as it was for the work that I did for the film. And I told Aaron this, and I told the Kendrick brothers this, they blessed me. God put me in that place because he knew it was exactly what I needed in that moment to refresh my soul, to reignite the passion, to to have clarity, a fresh clarity of God's calling and God's purpose and, and what the body of Christ can do together. And so, yes, I cast that film and I'm, you know, really super proud of the work. And it was about me working for the film. But in my mind, it was about God placing me in a place where he just fed me in ways I couldn't even imagine in that environment, the people, the way that the Kendricks run their sets and, and interact and make a film. And the fact that you were there as well, uh, um, that was truly a God project on multiple levels. And it was one of those times, one of those dark times where I was asking the hard questions, the painful questions, and God answered it again in an unexpected way, but in a way that was so beautiful and so profound. That project will always be very special to me um, for that reason, um, because God used Aaron, God used the Kendricks to call me to that project Um to renew and refresh my spirit and my passion. Um, um, yeah. So that no, project I means love a lot that. To me. And I love to see the growth in that too. It, and it really is a reminder, you know, we are going to go through seasons as Christ followers. We're going to go through those seasons where we're still struggling and we're trying to figure it out. We think, wait a minute. Yep. I thought you said go left, but wait, you right. But, oh, wait, <laughs> no, this would be straight. You know, like yeah. we go through, you know, and we're going yeah. through these moments, and I love when the Lord brings people into your life to say, "Hey, you know, I want you to walk alongside of this," or, or you know, and I always think Aaron or the Kendricks, you know, that they are so in tune with the Holy Spirit, and they really are that at that point where they say, "I want to reach out to you." It was the same thing for me, though, coming on the Life Mark as well, and which I love the title of it. They they just started talking about it. Um, you know, life mark, it really was a mark. And it was the same thing for me. I was at another place in my life and my career 
where I was, I was just kind of going, okay, God, I'm not really sure what we're doing or where we're going. And um, Matt and I had made the final move to Georgia and uh, I was praying about it. And all of these little things started to align. And the next thing, Alex called me and said, hey, would you want to come work on this movie with us? And I just thought, wow, you know, that's the way the Lord works. And really, again, it was for me, same as you, it really influenced me and ignited my the joy again, like there was this undeniable joy for me to step in and, and, and continue to do what I do. And it's just been amazing to see what God has done already through the process over the last few months of opening new doors. And just because of that refreshing spirit, I don't know about you, but it was like, like the moment I went like, yes, here I am, God. He was like, great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We're going to do this. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, it 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 really is incredible, and um, I think what grew out of that experience for me the most was a greater ability to be content with the doors that he opens and content with the ones he doesn't. You know, there's projects that I would love to have worked on that I wasn't given the opportunity to. You know, like anything. Um, producers have a choice and sometimes there's um, other people who they feel like are a better fit for that particular project. And that's awesome. And there were many of years where I would struggle with that and uh, feel like rejected or not good enough or whatever. And honestly, one of the things that came out of that experience working on LifeMark and just that that season of refreshment was an understanding of I'm going to get the projects that are mine to get. And if I don't get a project, it wasn't mine. It, it wasn't mine to get. And that other person may need the exposure of those producers, may, may need the story of that project in their life. For whatever reason, it's their project and not mine. And um, that really came from that kind of experience and refreshment with life, Mark, again, because that greater understanding, like, okay, if God opens the door, then there's provision and I'm walking the path and I'm not, I'm going to do my best to not get distracted by all the things on the left and the right that look like good, wonderful things that I could be tempted to say, oh, I need that, or I want that, but just look straight ahead on the path I'm on and, and find contentment and joy in that knowing that those are the doors that got open for me, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And it's such a great reminder for each and every one of us. And and I think that's, you know, and I would say even to the point of just the projects that you are on, that the things that you have your hands on, that, you know, I always believe when God appoints, he anoints. And, and it's really us saying yes to them. And so obviously before we go, there's a couple things that I want to talk about. One of the things, because our time goes by so fast, but I want to, I I want to ask you, you're, you're working on The Chosen right now, and I'm sure people talk about this beautiful story all the time. What have, what have you found, you know, you, you came on, you were working with Dallas and his team right from the get-go, uh, and there's, you know, we're going into the next season again. What what has been some of the highest points that you found in casting this particular series, and how has it influenced you as the the casting director? Because there are like people all over the world talking about this project. How how has what has that done for you? Like how has it influenced you? 
Yeah, the the chosen has been an experience unlike any other because it's just such a unique project. And um, initially, I was brought on because I I have worked with Dallas before and on a previous film of his, and um, have known him for years. And so I was brought on as the primary casting director, and um, Tony Cobb Brock and Sally Allen, their Brock Allen casting out of Texas. They were initially working as the local casting. Well, we knew after four episodes that this was a huge project. And so now we, uh, the three of us cast equally. So we're all co-casting directors, myself, Tony Brock and Sally Allen. Um, and that's what it takes <laughs> to do this project um, because it, it's so intricate and the, the needs are so unique. But um, I'd say one of the most incredible things, well, twofold, First of all, it's been super fun to just see these actors doing such incredible work. That's one of the joys. I truly love actors and I truly love watching actors do incredible work. And that's been super fun to see them bring these characters to life. And it's been great to see the fans of the show embrace them. These are actors that, you know, may or may not have had sort of name recognition before or a strong fan base. And now they have all these people who are, you know, doing fan art and encouraging them and praying for them and um, loving on them. And I just get so excited for them to experience that um, and to be fed that way. Um, Because as we said, being an actor is a a hard life uh, sometimes. So I just love that they're getting fed in that way. Um, Seeing and hearing the stories of the people who have been touched by the show and have been, who are seeing Jesus and the disciples and the people around him in a different way. And that was Dallas's whole intent was to humanize especially the disciples, because it really, the story is really told from from the disciples, from the perspective of the people who followed him, as opposed to from Jesus's perspective. So I think, and myself included, had put the disciples in this category of like non-human almost, you know, somewhere between the middle, and but certainly didn't struggle with the same things I do. And so to to re-discover um, them and their stories and to really be able to understand these were humans who were faced with the same questions, the same challenges um, that we have today. And that God, because of the calling on their life, again, God took them to a place that they could have never imagined, right? Uh, but they were just human, just like we are. So that same spirit, that same um, kind of power of God is available to us as well as we're walking through and, and um, you know, working to be disciples as well. I love that. I love watching. I love being in, the, in an area and hearing people talk about The Chosen. And, um, you know, and I love hearing people go, yeah, I just wanted to try it out one time and see if I was going to like it. And then, you know, you're kind of waiting for the response. And- <laughs> And all of a sudden they go, and now I'm hooked and I can't stop watching it, you know. <laughs> and and it's it's been so cool to see that and to watch that. I think I'm the same way. I watch these these characters come to life and and 
say, hey, they're really human, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I love that. I love that about the chosen. And I love that God had a plan and knew exactly who he was choosing to cast as well. And, and that's Beverly Holloway because um, your heart, I know your heart is so specific and, and towards him. And so in, in all that you do, wow. um, I know that that's, you're looking for those, those nuggets, those people to put forth that, that really will shine and, um, you know, have people keep coming back. So that's awesome. I love that. I, I think what I would love to ask you before we bring our combo to an end, we're going to have to do this again and talk to because, you know, but, um, I, I think what I would ask is there's a lot of women that are listening that are in different seasons of their life. And a lot of them, whether they're stay at home moms or they're, you know, in a career that may, mm-hmm. might not look like what they thought it was going to look like, or you've already always dreamed about exactly what you're mm-hmm. doing, being a casting director, being somebody in this position or, you know, producers or what kind of advice would you have for someone um, that's listening today to say, you know, here's how, here's your top two or three things that I would tell you to do in pursuing a career as a casting director? Yeah, I think uh, exposure to the film process or uh, production process, however that comes initially would be really good um, and probably the best place to start. Because when I started, I actually didn't start to go into casting. I started to learn the film world and to figure out where I might fit in. And it just happened that casting continually was the path that seemed the most, um, the strongest fit for me and the best fit for me. But I started out, I production coordinated. I was a first AD, a second AD. Um, I did a lot of different things in the beginning. I even did wardrobe and that was uh, a, total car wreck because <laughs> yeah somewhere there's a children's program that has a, a kid standing in a room in a striped shirt we cut away and we go back to him and his shirt is solid that is because of me <laughs> so, so you know you live and learn and realize oh I think wardrobe's not for me <laughs> um, but that's what I would say I would say uh Look for those opportunities, those people you know, or those places where you might be able to gain just some general understanding of the film world. If you already have that and you're saying, okay, now I want to specifically go into casting, um, then I would, a couple of things. You could either um, try to work with a casting director as an assistant or even volunteer or volunteer as a reader. Um, any, any opportunity to sort of get in on the ground level with a casting office um, is one way. That isn't the path that my life took. Um, it might ended up being different. So if that's not the path yours takes either. That's okay. If God wants you there, he'll get you there one way or another. But the the other opportunity is to kind of more what I did is go to a producer, a director and say, how can I help? It happened to be that casting was an area that 
he needed help in. And I kind of fit that. So, you know, go to independent filmmakers, you know, directors, you know, let them know, hey, I'd love to come alongside even in the the non-production times, you know, can you help them um, develop a, a breakdown from their script or um, lists of actor ideas, anything you can do to collab, begin to collaborate with them and, and start in that, in that kind of space with them. I think would be good experience. And then you grow. Again, we started out making like children's programs and videos. The very first film we did was like a 30 minute ministry film. Um, and ironically, that film on that very first film I did, I cast Kevin Downs and David White as best friends not knowing they were actually friends in real life, had no idea. And talk about God's like ordaining something, you know, now we have producers that are like two of the most prolific yeah. producers we have in the faith space. And um, so, you know, God's got a sense of humor. He's awesome. Uh, but yeah, you know, just go to the, go to the people that you know, and start somewhere. It may not be the place you ultimately want to be, but start somewhere and kind of take steps towards those things you specifically want to do. And I, what I would say is if if that is the path that God has for you, again, his provision will be there. He's not going to give this, say, okay, your path is to be a casting dresser in faith film, in faith film but I'm not going to give you any way to get there. I'm just going to leave you floundering. No, somewhere, if, if you're feeling like that's what you should be pursuing somewhere will be an open door. Even if it's just cracked open a little bit, something where God is going to, to create a path for you. Um, so yeah, I would just encourage you that way. No, I love that. That's, and that's all great information. I always say that too. Like no matter what you want to do in the industry, go learn as much as you possibly can. Cause there are a lot of times I've, I've heard, you know, people say, oh, I want to do lighting. And then they get in an APA at it. And they're like, there is no way that I'm ever going to do lighting. Or I love that you said wardrobe. You know, we, yes. one of our closest friends, Anna Redman, is, you know, she's this incredible wardrobe stylist. I've helped a couple of times. I'm like, I never want to do that job again. Because if I have to go do laundry at the end of working 13 yes. days, yes. 13 hours in a day. To get it, you know, ready, or to make sure that there's, um, you know, that yes. like you said, a kid doesn't have a striped shirt on yeah. to it, you know, to it. I hate shopping it too. Is. So who true. would have ever thought that I would want to be in wardrobe? <laughs> I love it. Well, that, it's such good advice for people, and I always tell them, anybody I ever chat with, yeah. go just get involved and do it, and you will see very quickly. Absolutely. And pray, pray like there is no tomorrow because it is a field yeah. that is really intense. Well, I hope to wrap this up on us because we have so much more to talk about. But tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and support you. Um, and before we end, yeah. So there's a couple of ways on Instagram. Um, now I have to admit I don't post all the time, but I'm trying to get better. But Instagram is at BH Casting. And then Facebook, um, I have a Facebook page, Beverly Holloway Casting uh, there as well. And then specifically for The Chosen, um, we have thechosencasting.com. And we'll try to keep updates there. In fact, I need to update that website today. 
And uh, I do have a, my own website, uh, www.bhcasting.com. Um, again, looking to put some updates there. So those are the various ways, but probably the Facebook page and Instagram are the two places I'm most um, consistently active. So um, yeah, I covet your prayers and I appreciate just all the love and encouragement that I've received. And gosh, I so appreciate you, Sherry. You are just a huge encouragement in my life. And I don't even think you know the times that God has used you to impact me and to give me clarity or encouragement or hope. Um, So thank you for that, dear sister. Oh, my goodness. Well, back at you. I was so thrilled to say, oh, my goodness, that's going to be on with me today. It just... A smile from side to side, and you encourage me and inspire me. And I know I cannot wait to see you face to face again. But I know you're going to encourage everybody that's listening today. And so, thank you so much. Thank you for being one of the women in my world who influences me on a daily basis. And I am so grateful that you joined us today on the podcast. So, thank you. It's an honor and a, a joy, an absolute joy. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you everyone for listening today. The Women in My World is brought to you by Pure Flix and it's part of the Edify Podcast Network. Make sure you guys download Edify and subscribe to The Women in My World. You can also find us on the Google platform, Spotify, and Apple. We hope you guys so check out Edify, download, and you will find encouraging messages across the board there on that on that app so anyway go out make it an incredible day and make sure that you reach out to the women in your world who are influencing you encourage inspire and activate them in their dreams thanks for joining us